Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. You know who I am. I am Brett McGrath. B2B marketer, sport card collector, and investor, and professional wrestling fan. Yes, it is the road to WrestleMania. It is WrestleMania week, baby. Hopefully, you enjoyed that conversation with Zan about wrestling cards. Even if you have absolutely no interest in wrestling, hopefully, there is a nugget or two that you could pull out. And if you are a fan of professional wrestling, let's go. You know I'm about that. This is a very special episode of the Stacking Slabs podcast, and it is special because we have reached a milestone on this podcast, my friends. This is episode 100 of the Stacking Slabs podcast, and I am humbled. I'm excited. I've got a lot of thoughts things to talk about and share like I always do. And I'm going to get into that in this episode. Um, From the top, I just want to thank you all, the listener out there who decided to say, you know what, like this guy, he's got something in his message that I like on a weekly basis. So I'm going to listen to him. Um, I appreciate that. I hope that when you have, whenever you enter the Stacking Slabs uh, community, um, you quickly realize that what I had to offer was different than other people. And I prioritize that um, in what I try to do. I try to be different. I try to be anti-mainstream. I don't want to sit here and read the damn news. We don't need that. We can all read ourselves. We're big boys and girls. But what I'm trying to do on a day-to-day basis is be your hobby content alternative. What I want to do is share my message and not tell you what to do, but help you think about different situations, listen to my experiences, and what we're going to do, we're going to get into that today. So at the end of the show, number 100 on the Stacking Slabs podcast, I'm going to do a recap of why I started this damn show, what this is about, what I've learned. And you know, this show is such a show about the community. I've got to offer some shout outs. And I'm not going to hit everybody. I'm not. It's impossible. I have interacted with thousands of people from all over the globe since I started this show a year ago. And now we're at episode 100. And I'm going to keep it 100 because I always do. And in keeping it 100 because I always do, I'm going to tell you, that I'm not 100 right now. And the reason why I'm not 100 right now is because I got a damn needle put in my arm yesterday. Johnson & Johnson, baby, fully freaking vaccinated. It's a milestone episode, a milestone during the pandemic. The timing is just impeccable. Um, So yeah, if if you've got the J&J one and done shot, you might be feeling some side effects. I thought I had this thing beat. I woke up this morning, did my normal routine, went for a run. And when I got back from a run, I felt like 
I ran into a wall. Okay. And I know if you've gotten that shot, you're out there and you're like, I, I know what he's talking about, but I feel like the life has been sucked out of me. So I got an IV of coffee drip coming from the back into my veins so I don't screw this up and I can deliver a good 100th episode. But I will just say from the top, man, the pandemic is forever going to be tied to my journey back into sports cards. And so I've been doing this digitally. I've been doing this digitally um, for this entire run. And so I put in the newsletter, the Weekly Rip. Shout out all you Weekly Rip subscribers. If you're not subscribed to the Weekly Rip, go to Stacking Slabs Instagram account. There's a link in the bio. Hit it. Drop your email. It's free. Be a part of the journey. Friday is when they drop. Um, but I just talked about just my experience um, during COVID, and everyone's got their own deals, right? Like, I'm never going to be one to say, oh, you should go do this or don't do this or whatever. Like, everyone's got their certain levels of comfort, okay? So my wife is in healthcare, and she's on the front lines, and she's been dealing with this throughout the whole pandemic, which is admirable. I could never do what she's doing. I'm way more comfortable getting on a microphone and talking about marketing and talking about sports cards. It's more my jam. Um, even talking about the needle in my arm gives me the heebie-jeebies. I have a weak stomach. Um, but anyways, I'd, I'd hear the stories. And so just my, my, uh, my default was, you know what? Like, I like being home. Um, I've got a nice house that I enjoy in downtown Indy. I've got all my things here. So I'm just going to nest up for a year and be patient. I don't want to be part of the problem. So it's just amazing what I've learned from just that year in just working from home, doing stacking slabs, getting back into sports cards. I've learned a ton, and I'm going to talk about it on this episode. That's for damn sure. The irony of this is, is I'm back from vacation. Yes, as I record this, a hell of a time. Everyone take get a brain break in there, okay? Busy lives. Everyone's got children. Everyone's got jobs. Everyone's doing the sports card grind. Make sure you take some time for yourself because I feel outside of right now feeling like a little, uh, little uh, feeling some after effects of the vaccine, I do feel good. I feel good mentally. I needed that brain break, and it, it, it treated me um, right. Anyways, so I'm sitting there, and, you know, Indiana, I'm in Florida, and Indiana is opening up their vaccine, and I wanted the one and done. I wanted the J&J. &J. I didn't want to fuss with it. My uh, little sister's getting married this week, and I was like, man, it'd be great if I could get the vaccine before the wedding, make me feel comfortable. Signed up for one. It was the um, Pfizer double shot deal. Then, by the grace of God, my wife found that my alma mater, DePaul University, go Tigers, not DePaul with an L in Chicago, DePaul with a W in Greencastle, Indiana. Liberal arts, very Greek-oriented, damn good school. Shout out, Tiger Nation. They were opening up the Johnson & Johnson uh, vaccine. So I got a, on Friday, I landed back in India at 10 a.m., got home, dropped off my stuff, got in the car, headed back on 70 West, went to DePaul, my alma mater, into the gym, got the shot in my arm, got some nostalgia feels. I will say it was a little bit ironic because getting the vaccine, I felt, was one of the more responsible moves I could make in my adulthood. But I'm doing this in this, this arena where I was probably the most irresponsible of my entire life. 
went by the old fraternity house. Yes, beer was still dripping from the ceilings. Yes, there might have been a little smoke billowing from the windows. There might have been some video games, some loud music parties. Who knows? That's the life I lived for quite some time. But anyways, I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back in the saddle. And I'm glad to be delivering the 100th episode of the Stacking Slabs podcast to you. You out there listening. You out there who's a passionate sports card collector who's looking for some more insights, energy, commentary, nuggets. You name it. That's what I do here. And I am excited more than ever. How many more of these episodes am I going to do? Hopefully 100 more. That's what I'm about. What we're going to talk about, because I'd be remiss, and by the time this goes live, a week will have passed, and you all saw some of my nuggets in the weekly rip. Let's talk a little bit about prism freaking basketball. Holy cow. Mamma mia. So many thoughts. So much on this topic. And I'll just say this from the jump. So, first, prison basketball, it is, the demand is off the charts. We can all say that. People want this product. People want to rip it. People want to get it at retail. People want to buy it into breaks. Whatever people can do because it is the standard. People are waiting outside of targets. People waiting for their blaster boxes and people um, just want their hand. They want to rip this. And there's a lot of people out there poking fun at these people waiting outside for retail product. Not everyone does a hobby like you, okay? So that's something I think just from the jump that we need to clear up. Not everyone's going to... I Am I going to be the one to just wait outside for two blaster boxes and hope that they have prism? Absolutely not. I, 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 I protect my time. That's not for me. However, there is a segment of this population where that's what they want to do. And we as a hobby community can't say, oh, these people are bad, let's make fun of them because they're trying to get retail product so they can flip it. Does that happen? Absolutely. But what about the, what about the dad that's in that crowd that's trying to get some Prism products because their son or their daughter asked for some packs of Prism to open for their birthday, so they're sacrificing their time to get back to their kids? All I'm saying is that there is different situations in the line of waiting to get into a target to get some product and let's not sit there and spend our time judging other people what i can tell you is i see the lines and it gets me excited and it should get you excited we need stuff like this that is energy that is hype that is a validation that when a product drops like prison basketball the hobby waits in line for it there is no better way to see a visual of demand than that. And so what I, my reaction when I see that, I say, you know what? That is awesome. That is incredible. The sports card market is live and well. People are waiting outside playing freaking video games, trying to get their hands on some prison product. So little uh, PSA, no, not, not the grading company, a public service announcement. Make sure you worry about yourself before you go and you blast a bunch of people that you don't know online. You know, that's probably the right move, okay? So that's all I'm saying. We should be excited about this. You know, let's not get all wrapped up in what we think is going on or poking fun and making fun of people. That's a reflection 
and something that I have learned along the way after doing 100 damn episodes of the Stacking Slabs podcast is worry about yourself and don't judge other people. More on that to come. I will say this, man. That LeBron card's everywhere. All over my Instagram feed. It's cool. It's, I love how people are hyped and excited about it. Action shot, unbelievable, right? Um, tribute dunk to Kobe. I, I just think it's a fantastic card. It, uh, it has me thinking, how significant will this card be? I see a lot of people saying, is this the greatest LeBron shot ever? I always think like, whenever you get like, is this the best or is this the greatest within less than like, a day or two of it going out. It's probably a little early to be jumping on that. But I do think it's fun to me that you look at this product and people are sharing their hits and it's not all just rookie stuff. I think that's cool. I think people are hyped up about these tribute cards, which I'll say I've seen a lot of the silver tributes, badass cards, badass cards. Probably not the best time to go to eBay to buy them. I've seen a lot of them, so the, the supply is probably really high. So just be cautious. If you're trying to get in the Prism game and you're buying singles, just be patient. Be cautious. But I do think it's awesome that the hobby is evolving to a level where when a product releases, there are people that are fired up about vet color, vet parallels, uh, stuff like that. Seeing the LeBron card a lot, I think that is an evolution and a lot different from when the, I was coming back into the hobby when I started this podcast all about the rookies and it always will be about the rookies but i think the hobby is maturing a little bit and seeing some of these sales of legends and goats and these riding these waves i think people are gravitating gravitating towards um more than just the rookies when these these uh cards hit my my story with prison basketball no i was not waiting in line at target for blasters no, I did not go to my LCS and spend 2K on a hobby box. But as a member of the hobby and a member of this community, I definitely wanted to participate. And so what I did to participate is I, I participated as the viewer. If there was an Instagram live feed of someone ripping prison basketball, you better believe I was hopping on. I watched Ryan Card Collector 2 rip some boxes on Friday night. I watched my man Greg from the Pack Profits. Let me talk about some b bangers over there, over here on what I saw Greg pull. So Greg pulled a Sadiq Bay Black Shimmer out of five for a customer. Jury's still out on Sadiq Bay. I've watched enough Pistons basketball, too much Pistons basketball this year. Sadiq Bay's a player. We'll see how good he can be, but that's a nice card, only five. He pulled a gold quickly. That's a big boy card. New York, in the New York, in the Big Apple. Um, so those are cool seeing those cards uh, get pulled. I will say I had a little chat with him. I'd love to know if there's any feedback. But first off, the line boxes definitely seem to be performing a, a lot better than Hobby. And may, maybe this is a, I'm not a, a wax guy, and this isn't something I typically follow. I don't break cards too often. I don't buy wax and I, I don't know if that's just understood but I'm getting educated on this and that's what's great about the freaking hobby is that no matter if I've done 100 episodes if I've been in the game if you've been listening to me I am always still learning more on that but I was watching these people rip rip uh prism and I think it's fun 
I, I do. I think it's fun. And, you know, we're coming up on this this weekend as I record this and it'll be done. But like I'm looking, I'll be following the golden gold sales um, of all the bangers that are, are, are the Luca and the LeBron. And, you know, you've got the Kyrie and you've got the Giannis and you've got the Curry. Like I'm, if I'm following anything, I'm watching those cards over anything, anything right now. And it's just the prism gold card has just become such a, um, significant card in the hobby so it's fun you got prism dropping you got these golden auctions with these gold prisms um and i'm just along for the ride and that's something like we as members of the hobby community it is okay to be a freaking spectator like i think it is 100 okay i love watching what happens at golden i love watching these prism breaks i love seeing what the market does i love seeing how it reacts i love being a spectator because I learn and I'm educated and I'm curious and it just makes for good hobby operating. Don't always feel like you need to get in the game. If you're not feeling it, save your money, save it for another carpet. Watch. You can watch. The watching is free and that's the benefit of having a mini computer inside of our pocket that we can pull up and we can watch someone live streaming something with one click. I think there was just some irony happening and I don't know, I'm assuming this is uh, maybe not irony. Maybe this was intended, which it probably was. But just the Prism and PSA news on the same week. So Prism drops, PSA, um, you know, makes their announcement. And I'm not going to rehash a bunch of stuff that I put in the newsletter or people have already talked about. Like, I don't want to beat a dead horse. Uh, but I think this is a pivotal moment in the hobby. I think you've got people that are trying to decide, and I know this they're trying to decide because I got more messages from people who knew I've subbed with Beckett ever before. People asking me about Beckett, people asking me about the experience, people asking me, and I just give them my honest take. I just tell them what subbing through Beckett is for me, what it's like, and it's just amazing. It's like so many people, um, and maybe it's the circles that I, 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 you know, I connect in and in and working, but it's just like BGS. And is such a standard that um, people like in for the football card market, like people are just people view Beckett as Beckett, you know. It's but I'm I'm beginning to learn that there's a lot of people in the market that are just so um, you know they're PSA uh, flag waivers, which is fine. But I think it's good to have alternatives. You've got the SGC news. I'll never understand them. I'll never understand their message and how they're going to market. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But like I, and I put this in the newsletter, but I think when I heard the PSA news, it really, uh, I applauded. I applauded because it is time for, uh, it is time to rectify the backlog and the chaos that's happening. And the only way to do that is putting a pause on the intake. Um, I think like I've said this, but I think we've just got to trust in the leadership of Nat Turner. He is one of us in this hobby. Trust in what he's doing. If you were leaning too heavily into the PSA grading process in your own operation, hopefully it gives you an opportunity to reflect and see how you can adapt your situation to do things more efficiently or streamline or rethink the way you're doing your sports card. I know before this, I just got burnt out on the um, subbing. I just, buying raw cards, getting them back, the risk of, them coming back the way I think they should, getting them ready, sending them away, waiting, waiting, 
waiting, waiting, waiting, waiting, waiting, waiting. Like I just, I'm not a very patient person. So I just got burnt out on it. I got tired. I have a few subs uh, that are in PSA land right now. One of them is probably the most anticipated sub I've ever waited for. It's a big wrestling card sub. You've heard me talk about it. But I just, after like my last sub, I was like, I'm done for a while. I just can't do this. So like the news to me in my situation, it was comforting. It was like comforting. I was like, okay, now I've got a something in my way that will not allow me to change my mind. I also didn't want to contribute to the junk slab era. And yes, the junk slab era is live. Grading these rookies colored cards of, you know, prism basketball, you know, that you just send away because you can afford to send them away and hope that the player pops and then you can sell it. Blah. It's just like there's too many, too much gambling, too much gambling on just buying these cards. Uh, and that's what it was to me. It was like, all right, well, if I've got this, you know, a, a rookie in prism that has some color on it and it's serial numbered or not serial numbered, like I should send these away and just hope for the best. It's like I got so burnt out on playing that game. It's just exhausting. And so for me, I started to move towards buying direct, buying more direct slabs, saving myself time. Um, it's easier. It's more efficient. It's buying what I like, and it's not sitting back and waiting to manage all of these things. I know that might not be the most popular opinion, but for me, it's what I wanted to do. So I know that with it'll be it's a pivotal time in the hobby. New product like Prism drops. And to be honest with you, for me, it makes me even not want to participate in breaks even more because I'm a, I collect slabs. Like I, I am a slab collector. Not saying I don't have raw cards. I certainly have raw cards. But my cards are 85% of them are graded. And so that is how I collect. And so for me, buying, spending 300 bucks to buy into a break to maybe have a chance to get a raw card of a rookie that might do something and then I can't grade it. No, thanks. Just not for me. So I think it'll be interesting how this all shakes out, how it all plays out, what happens. But I do know this, that moments in time like this in any market are good for the hobby. It, it's good for the hobby. It'll teach people to adapt. And I cannot wait to see what happens on the other side. I put out there this week. Undeniable changes will always take place in a growing market. These can be indicators of growth and future opportunities. If change ever stops, then start to question, adapt, learn, and enjoy the show. I think we all need to be more adaptable. And I'm seeing this. I, I actually, like, the reaction to the PSA news was mostly positive. Like, everyone who I'm hanging out with, talking with, mostly positive. And I think change is always going to happen around us. With the amount of money and the amount of interest coming in, change has to happen or this whole hobby will explode. So, and implode, excuse me, implode. Um, so I just think like, based on your situation, your situation is different than my situation, is different than everyone else's situation. But just know that it's not about you. It's about the hobby. And you got to adjust to it. And if you don't adjust to it, you're probably not going to be around here for a long time. And we don't want that. We want as many people 
is possible to be operating and enjoying the sports card market because it's fun as shit. Come on, it's fun as shit. I love sports. I'm going to shout out my man, Anthony, at Summertime Cards. He is hopping on the Hobby Hustle this week. We're going to talk about the card show in Miami that he's putting together. He's a guy that I don't know too well. I just reached out to him. I said, hey, man, I want to talk about the card show. I know you're connected to a lot of people that I'm connected with. Let's just chop it up about cards. So I'm excited to bring Anthony on the show. It's going to be fun. I want to learn a ton from him. Um, definitely excited for that. Also, I know I, sh- I mentioned it, but make sure you, you jump in and you're a part of the Weekly Rip. I'm, I'm getting good feedback on the Weekly Rip newsletter. I also today on the wrestling front, when I was going for my run before I realized how bad I felt, I was listening to Christian. Christian! And anyone see his return match against Frankie Kazarian, Kazarian on Dynamite? Banger. But he was on Talk as Jericho with Jericho talking about his return. Thought it was fascinating. If you're a wrestling mark and you're looking for a good podcast, check out that Talk as Jericho episode with Christian. We are on the road to Wrestle Freaking Mania. It is happening this week, two nights, Saturday, Sunday. I am really excited. I will say the top three matches for me, for me, I got to see that Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair match. I got to see that. I'm excited for that. Of course, I know we've seen it a million times, but we haven't seen it at WrestleMania. I'm excited for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. How about Logan Paul getting in the mix, huh? Is he bringing his Pokemon cards? How about that? Which I think WWE has done a nice job, this road to WrestleMania, bringing in some guys that appeal to a younger demo. I think AEW is looking at that demo and they're crushing it. And so bringing in Logan Paul, bringing in a guy like Bad Bunny. Um, that's what WWE's focus has been on. But I, back to the news. I'm excited about KO and I'm excited about Sami Zayn. I hope. KO goes off that damn pirate ship in Tampa. You got to be excited about the triple threat main event. Roman Reigns, tribal chief, baby, head of the table, is defending the universal title against Edge, fired up for that. Daniel freaking Bryan gave us one of the best WrestleMania moments ever at WrestleMania 30. WrestleMania season, baby. All right, let's jump into this 100th episode deal to close this damn thing out. Really excited you're all here. Really excited I got to talk about WrestleMania. WrestleMania being the same week as the 100th episode. That's fun. I'm marking out for myself on that. All right, so when I started the Stacking Slaps podcast, I was jumping back into the sports card market. I'm a sports degenerate. You already know that by now. Fantasy sports all this stuff. And I just started digging in and I started part of a bunch of different wrestling groups and they started breaking wrestling cards. And I said to myself, man, this is fun. I love cards. And so as I jumped back in, I quickly realized things were different. They looked a lot different than the last time I'd been on the, in the sports card market. And so as I started to dig in and I'm very obsessive, I'm an all in type of person. I started thinking to myself, okay, what's your plan, Brett? What's your plan? First of all, COVID had hit, and I said, I said to myself, you know what, documentation of this journey is critical because I know I'm not the only one going through it, and I know there's a bunch of bored mid-30-year-olds sitting out there that are back into sports, getting back into sports cards. So 
I can use my skill set and what I do in my professional life to maybe start a little bit of a passion project, maybe call it Stacking Slabs, and share the journey. So before I started the show, I definitely got into the community. And I share this a lot about with anyone who's starting a business in the sports car market. Before you start a business in the sports car market, make sure you integrate and are involved in the community. Listen to the conversations. Listen to the voices. It doesn't need to be you out there with a platform talking. Do more listening. Listen to what people are saying because their words are things that you can leverage in whatever you're creating. And that is not only validation, it's social proof. It's all of these things that build community, build brand. And so what I did was got an Instagram account at Stacking Slabs. If you're not following me already, what are you doing? I'm just kidding, kind of. Got an Instagram because I realized this is where people in the card market hang out. I started joining in Facebook groups and I'm not active in Facebook groups anymore for so many different reasons. And you all are nodding your head. I know a lot of deals get done in Facebook groups, just not for me. Too much negativity. Um, but I started jumping in. I started listening to the conversations. And I, this thing was happening. The investor thing was very apparent. I joined just the, a bunch of groups. People were talking about investing and started to realize that side of the things. And inherently, like, I am a collector at heart. I have collections of everything. I have collections of music. I've got vinyl. I've got wrestling memorabilia. I've got cards now. It's wrestling figures. It's just nonstop. I've always been a collector. So when I jumped in, I started listening, hearing about this investor narrative, understanding that. And I, when I, I, I realized that there was this just big separation. There's this investor side, there's these collectors, and like there's this whole dichotomy that makes up this how this whole sports card market works and so when i decided you know what i'm going to start a passion project and i'm going to start hitting record because i think people can find value from it um i i quickly realized that people that were hardcore collectors didn't necessarily appreciate investors and then but then collectors also were investors too. And there's this whole mix and it was became like a labeling thing. I was like, this is kind of funny. Like at the end of the day, like my barometer is we're all trying to make money off of sports cards. We're also collectors at heart. Um, and how can we not figure out, how can we not fuse these things together in a better way? And really what it came down to me, for me was it's passion over profit. If you lead with passion, before you lead with profit, then you're probably going to be someone that is listening to Stacking Slabs, someone who I'm talking with regularly. But if you're, if you're leading with profit over passion, then, then you're probably someone who, when I first started connecting with you a year ago, you're probably not doing this anymore. And so that was the, the, the line of separation. And I will say, in some of my early episodes, I definitely might have towed the line on doing stuff I wouldn't do today on maybe giving picks, giving advice on what to buy. Part of my learning and evolution was that's not something that's needed in the hobby, nor is it something that I appreciate. So I had, I'd stopped doing that. But the reason why I started first and foremost was because I wanted to build a brand that was pointed back at giving back to the hobby, giving back to the community. And I knew 
if I did this consistently, I would not only build a following around this show, but then I would build relationships. And so that, that was the intention behind the Stacking Slabs podcast. In doing so, I, I, I put a, a message out there last week that said, we've been there before. It's been longer for some than others. It's being new, being helpful to the new people who want to learn goes full circle. Growth can result from a simple exchange. Education and retention are key for sustainability. Be mindful. That, this show is about giving back to the hobby. The messages I get from new people every week is positive confirmation of why I'm doing this. And so that's something like I've never lost sight of. And I don't think, I think why people continue to listen to the show through 100 episodes is because you feel that. You know it's, it's about giving back. It's about education. My professional career plays a role in this show. This is me. I'm, I'm getting to refine and sharpen my skills. There are so many different types of marketing disciplines that I've participated in throughout my career. Different functional roles. Demand generation. How do you drive demand for a brand to get people to enter your funnel, become sales opportunities? Partnerships, alliances, campaigns, brand, marketing leadership. So really, I have been fortunate to have over decade plus of experiences in B2B marketing in different functional roles, leadership roles within marketing that have allowed me to look at, zoom out, look at the big picture of entering a new market and producing a show like Stacking Slabs and being passionate about it. And it allows me to come from a place of abundance and be patient. I don't think ever once have you ever felt, hopefully you haven't, and if I, if you have felt this way, maybe I did something wrong. But saying that like, oh man, he's, where's the hook? The hook is coming where we're going to have to do something or pay something and it's coming soon. That's not what I'm building this show about. Why I'm, I'm coming from a place of abundance. I'm being patient because I know what I'm delivering is a value on a regular basis. And I'm not here to jeopardize my relationship with you as the listener because I'm trying to push something down your throat. That's not how I do marketing. I do marketing by giving value, providing uh, hopefully uh, uh, an opportunity for us to have a conversation if we need to. And then above all else, be consistent. And so that's what I've been doing with Stacking Slabs. And it, it honestly has allowed me to be better as I'm building a company um, and be better as I'm going to market in sports card market, in my professional market. And that's what I love about doing this show on a regular basis. I have learned so much from a year of being in the sports card market at connecting with people like you and doing this show. There's, it's more in one year, more learning in one year than I could have ever imagined. I'm an all-in guy, okay? I mentioned that, and I've gone all-in. What I, what I do know is that curiosity and this mentality of always be learning are critical in order to operate with the most efficiency that you could possibly have. No one's a know-it-all. I don't care how long you've been doing it. Everyone's got blind spots. And I think that is what I try to bring every week is that I'm curious. I ask questions. I'm learning. I don't have it all figured out. I'll never have it all figured out. I talked about it before, but adaptability. It goes well in the industry that I work in, which is technology. Things always change. Things are going to be changing more and more and more in the coming months than you, we will have ever seen in the sports card market. We've got to be adaptable. Adapt to the situation and know it's not about you. It's about the hobby. It's about the market. 
kindness. It is so freaking easy to be negative and to go make fun of people who are waiting at line at Target for uh, prison blasters. That's the easy part. The hard part is taking a step back and being kind, understanding that everyone's situation is different. Not everyone in the hobby does the hobby like you. Be mindful of that. Don't try to change people either. Educate. You're not going to change people. Anyone who sets out on a mission to say that they're going to change the mindset of someone, it's a bad mission to set. People are set in their ways. People want to be educated and people want to be entertained. If you're out there creating content, focus on those two things. People can influence but should never direct your buying. For me, this has been a big evolution, and a lot of people go through this evolution. When I first started, I was buying shit that the market was buying. Didn't make me happy. I made money off of it, but I'd never go back to that. I like to buy players with upside, no doubt. I love that element of, okay, let me buy a guy like Kyler Murray, and if he goes to the playoffs and wins a playoff game, his cards does this. I like Kyler Murray. I like that. I like legends. I like buying Peyton. He's my favorite athlete of all time. I love chases. I love galactic chase. I love wrestling cards. These elements are the way I do the hobby, and it's specific to me and my interests. We all have those different interests and different ways that why we wake up and get out of bed every morning and get down and get in the weeds with hobby. Don't buy cards because no one else is talking about them either. Those are typically the best times to buy cards. If you see something that no one else is talking about but hits you in the feel spot, go all in. I would be remiss if I didn't give some peeps. There's that, my peeps. It's like Christian Cage. I was plugging Christian. Um, Just some people, and I'm not going to, I literally am not going to name everyone. And you know who you are if I connect with you regularly, but there's so many people that have helped uh you know, drive me to continue to do what I'm doing. It's a lot of me, but it's also, I I, I would never be where I'm at 100 episodes in without people. So I got to shout out my brother. Go follow at McGrath Cards. Been fun connecting with my brother about stacking slabs, getting back into sports cards together. We booked our room at the National. It's going to be fun. I'm fired up about that. Shout out to my wrestling card crew, Drake, Yam, Zan. So many more people. Shout out to the Card Ladder crew. Kind people who are passionate, who have done nothing but um, be kind to me and um, help me answer questions, navigate, promote. Just shout out to that team. I've got absolutely nothing but love for the Card Ladder team. Shout out to my man, Andy, sports card investigator. Um, Just a, a good dude. We exchange messages. We've He's taught me a lot about grading and different other different scenarios, so I appreciate um, all he's done. Shout out to Kyle at Wax Museum. Just a great podcast. Um, another, It's been good to connect with another content creator that ironically likes the same teams as me. I enjoy his work, and it's always good to um, you know connect with someone that you enjoy their work. Um, Adam, the Real 27 guy, basketball card fanatic, is a phenomenal um phenomenal piece of content that I look forward to every week. And um, I, he, when I first got back in the sports card market, I typed in Apple 
basketball card podcast and his popped up. So I started listening to what he had to say. And then, uh, you know, it's just amazing the amount of connections you make just through just the hobby. And, uh, Adam's definitely one of those guys, a just amazing crew of guests. Um, you know, Sierra, California card collector, Shayway vlogs, Max at Putnam cards. You've been, you've been on the show, you know, you're one of them, but just those are recent guests that are just off the top. And everyone who has ever sent me something, uh, definitely not needed, but just, it just means so much. Like really when I get mail days just from people, um, it just means a lot. It's a, it's a, uh, very kind, uh, it's a, a validation of what I'm doing. And it just makes me happy to know that, um, somebody gives a damn enough about me coming up here and recording a podcast or two every week, putting a newsletter together, um, to just send me some, some Pacers cards or some Colts cards and, just saying thanks. So if you've ever sent me something, um, I've always thanked you. I've always tried to, um, just show, show my appreciation, but it, it really, from the, the bottom of my heart, it, it means a ton. And most importantly, just want to say thank you to the listener. Uh, you don't have to listen to stacking slabs. There are so many other great content creators out there. Um, but if you're, out there and you've listened to me from the jump and you choose to spend, you know, some time a week listening to my show. I just want to say thanks. Like I really do. It's, it it means a ton when I see the numbers every week, it's motivating. Um, and I know like this is, this show is going to go to a special place. It is going to take the next jump. And I don't know what that jump is going to be, but I know, and I have full confidence in this connection that, the Stacking Slabs podcast is made with the listeners that it's powerful. And when you've got that connection, awesome things are going to happen. So I want to thank you, the listener. I've learned so much from you, from all of the feedback, the interactions, you sharing stuff. Like it just means the world. So we are a hundred episodes into the Stacking Slabs podcast, and there's so much more I've got inside of me to deliver back to the community. Make sure you're always looking out for the community. You're looking out for the hobby. This is something we love. Don't ever treat this as a negative experience. It should always be a positive experience. This is an escape. This is where we go to get away. This is like us going to the movies, man. Sports cards. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful hobby, a great community. And you know what? I got a freaking shot in my arm. I'm vaccinated, so maybe I'll see you live soon at a show, and we can say what's up. We can catch up, and I do appreciate that. So here's to many more. I want to thank you. Thank everyone out there for being part of the Stacking Slabs journey. If you like what you've been hearing on this damn show, leave me a review. Hit me with that five stars. Reviews help. People always say that. Reviews help. Yeah, they help. Set a review. But no, all the love and appreciation, 100. I actually feel a little better. Probably going to feel crappy after I hit in recording, but uh, I'm feeling good about where I'm at as I record this on Saturday. Have a great rest of the week. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. The Stacking Slabs podcast will be back with the Hobby Hustle with my man Anthony from Summertime Cards this Friday. The weekly rip newsletter in your inbox. What more could you ask for? I'm loving what I'm doing. You're all a big part of it. Take care of yourself and talk to you real soon. Peace.